Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Well, he was a uh, comedian, award-winning comedian. He was the guy that created Fat Albert. He was the cute guy that did the Jello commercials with the kids. He was America's dad, they called him, because of the last uh, TV series they did. It, of course, as Dr. Huxtable. Well, yesterday, Bill Cosby was convicted of three counts of sexual assault, uh, convicted of drugging and molesting Toronto native Andrea Constad, and uh, that among many charges that have been laid against uh, Cosby over a number of years, actually. Uh, the statute of limitations had run out on some of them, which is why they couldn't bring those cases to court. Uh, in the case of uh, Ms. Constad, uh, the statute of limitations had not run out, and uh, the uh, to their credit, the district attorney's office and uh, police in the Philadelphia area uh, were very aggressive in pursuing the charges and doing the investigation into this. Uh, found guilty on three counts, each sir, uh, with a potential penalty, maximum penalty of 10 years. So technically, theoretically, Cosby could spend 30 years in jail if uh, the maximum sentence is given. Uh, he's 80 years of age. Uh, and as you might have expected, uh, Cosby's publicist, Andrew Wyatt, well, had a different take on things. Although he has been found guilty, he's innocent of these charges, and he maintains his innocence. And he's going to walk around as a man who's innocent because he didn't do anything wrong. Uh, that's Andrew White, uh, Cosby publicist, who a publicist, of course, is paid to, let's face it, you know, talk positively about his client. I want to uh, talk about the implications of the verdict yesterday, and, and I know they talked extensively about that on uh, the news talk stations down in the state yesterday. Uh, but I think it has ramifications uh, all over North America, not just in Philadelphia, about the message that it sends about uh, victims, uh, about uh, the high and mighty, and, and so many other things that we've been talking about over the last little while. I want to bring Lenore LaCassick-Foss, director of SASHA, the Sexual Assault Center here in Hamilton, into the conversation. Lenore, thank you for the time. Great to have you with us today. I'm so glad to be here today with you, Bill. The message I got out of this, and you know the takeaway, when I heard the verdict on the radio yesterday, the exact thing that came into my mind was nobody's above the law. Thank God they got that message. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, you know, it was interesting for me because I had really mixed feelings. I was surprised. Um, and then I was sad. Why am I surprised that, that some amount of kind of formal justice is served or, or is, is meted out in, in these cases? Um, because, I, you know, last I, I checked, there were over 60 women who came forward with very similar uh, stories about their experience of sexual assault with Bill Cosby. And and the fact that there was, you know, a conviction for one of the victims, uh, you know, where he was found guilty. Yeah, that's it's I guess it's sad that we're all surprised. But you know what went on, and, and, and it's part of the sad commentary that has gone on for the number of years that, that we've been dealing with sexual assault, and it's been, it's been shoved into the shadows for the longest time. And, and to, you know, to that credit, the hashtag MeToo movement had a lot to do with bringing that out of the shadows and into the yeah. forefront, and that's necessary. But those who came forward with allegations about Cosby in the past, uh, they were they were they were harassed. Uh, they were yes. threatened in some cases. Yes. There were cases of of, of 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 you know basically almost threats to their lives in some situations. Yes, Victim shaming, you know, uh, turning it around and saying, "Well, it was just you were asking for it. You wanted to yes. be in you know with a celebrity." Yes. On and on and on, uh, and and that's so typical. And you, we've seen cases like that time and time and time again. It is absolutely the first reaction that that still, unfortunately, to this day in the, in this Me Too moment, 
um, we still hear from survivors who uh, are hearing blame from the people around them. Well, why were you with that person? Why were you dressed that way? Why, you know, why, why, like questioning all their behaviors. And we're not questioning why the the behaviors of, of these these small number of men, but what we know is that uh, they tend there there is a, a tendency to be serial predators, which we certainly saw with Cosby, and we are seeing with uh, Weinstein allegedly. So I mean, I think that we hear from victims that they're still often blamed in our community, and I I really hope your listeners can can think about that and 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 do do better. We can all do better to support survivors. Well, there's a couple of different levels here that we need to talk about. First of all, uh, the diligence of the district attorney down there to pursue this, because I know a lot of other situations have come up, and, and I don't know about the mindset. I don't know what goes on in the heads of police in some situations or or with uh, district attorney's offices in the states or crown attorneys up here. But uh, they didn't give up. They were like a, a dog with a bone on this situation, and they were pursuing this. And uh, from all indications, uh, they presented a very, very strong case. It was not he said, she said, is, uh, the way the evidence was laid out. Yes, yeah. And, uh, but, you know, I think I want your listeners to remember, though, that initially when uh, uh, the complainant, the victim, um, Constant came forward, uh, they didn't pursue it. No, they but didn't. He, they, this was, I guess, around 2004 or five, is my recollection, that, mm-hmm. that, that at that time we were in a very different um, uh, awareness around sexual violence, and they dismissed it, and she ended up having to pursue uh, recourse through civil court um, and had a civil court settlement. And, and then before the statute of limitations, which just basically means before the time ran up for her to be able to have criminal charges, she re-engaged, decided to re-engage the system. And this time they did, uh, sounds like they did do her justice. Well, one of the, yeah, great. and one of the, commi- the, the, the strong elements of this, there's a new district attorney. Uh, Kevin Steele, who obviously was the district attorney in this whole situation, uh, was just recently elected in the last elections. And one of the main planks of his platform was to reopen the Cosby case. I don't know if that's what got him elected, but uh, he certainly followed through on that promise. That's great to hear. I wasn't aware of that. And that's certainly, and again, I, I think it's hopefully sending a message that as a community, as a society, um, we are recognizing that the system, the justice, the criminal system, I don't, I don't tend to call it the justice system, the criminal system has failed uh, uh, women and men survivors of sexual violence uh, in the past and continues to fail them and that we need to do better. We have to do better um, to send a strong message in our community. What about that message and will it resonate? Uh, because you've talked to us before and, and I've heard stories from people that have contacted us anonymously mm-hmm. and said, look, at I've, I've been victimized, I've been assaulted, I, I've been uh, harassed, I've been, uh, and, but you know what? If I brought those charges, they'd never believe me because that's a high-profile individual that did it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Does this send a message that it's still fa- it's? And I'm not going to say it's going to be successful all the time, but that that it can happen, that the high and mighty can be brought down, and they, that they you can't buy uh, your your way out of this. Yeah, I think I I'm hoping that that and what I like to think about is that each of these situations is like you know a little bit of change. We chip away at that. Uh, untouchability of of people in power, and we chip away at those systems that protect um, people in authority from having to take accountability for their uh, assaulting behavior. So I hope, but I still, you know, I I just want to caution listeners in in these situations, these very high-profile 
profile situations that we've seen um, in Canada and in the States, they have been a number of victims coming forward um, where it's not been he said, she said. It's been he said, she said, she said, she said, sometimes times 60 or 80. So I feel like it still uh, takes tremendous courage for survivors to come forward on their own. And, and to, especially when it's a person in authority, because the idea is, is that I'm not going to be believed. So I, I am hoping that we can start to see cases where um, uh, it's not a laundry, long list of survivors who have come forward uh, against one perpetrator. I, I, I'm, I'm hoping that we can see that too. The details that came out in this courtroom, I, I thought were just most disturbing. Yeah. Uh, there, there have been charges against other people, and you know the, the assertion of the counteract. I guess to, to some of this is, oh, come on, it was consensual or something. This, as as we found out, there was a pattern over years, yeah. Lenora, of yeah. actually drugging women and and yeah. then taking advantage of them once they were under the influence of whatever it was that he spiked yeah. their drinks with or whatever. Yeah. So this was this was premeditated. This was a plan. This was his modus operandi. Yes. Absolutely. And 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 I guess that's one of the things that is so incredulous about this is is the guy that is is found guilty of this right now has this this persona, this public persona as yeah. Mr. Nice Guy, you know, has yeah. you know, he was voted as, you know, the best TV dad of all time and and, that's, yeah. it, and all the time he was doing that in front of the camera, now yeah. we find out what he was doing behind the camera. As a matter of fact, yeah. some two at least of the victims uh, that have come forward were people that were on that show. Wow, yes. It's that's it's so disheartening and I think it you know, it's a, a, a realization um, that, you know, what people portray or how they portray publicly may not be the who they are. And I think in in this sort of age of of social media and and I think more awareness, I, I, I'm hoping that we won't have this where where it wasn't, you know, these open secret quote unquote where folks a certain number of folks just know this stuff is going on around this person, but nothing happens. And and certainly in this, the situation with Bill Cosby, this was known. Uh, this was not, it, it only started to gain traction again in the last few years, but this was something that, that you know, within circles was known about his behavior. And now, you know, we see that with uh, Harvey Weinstein as well, that this was known. Um, and so I'm hoping that we we will not see these kinds of situations repeating again and again. Well, it's uh, it's not going to change things a whole lot, but it's uh, it's a step in the right direction from what happened yesterday. Lenore, I think it really is, yes. Thanks so much for the time today. We'll stay in touch, as always. Thank you so much. It's great to chat with you. Take care. Lenore LaCassic-Foss from uh, Sasha, the Sexual Assault Center here in, uh, in Hamilton. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.